Live from the R&R Studios in the good old friendly city, it's the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome back into the R&R Studios from the, for the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. Now, this is a first. I think this is the first time we've had everybody on the show. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be fantastic. So we'll go around the horn here real quick. Over to my left is Mr. Jordan. How you doing, my man? Oh, I'm doing great. There from the friendly confines of the land, Sean. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good. <laughs> from the outskirts of Belmont County, Mr. Chris. How we feeling, brother? Pretty good, boys. Let's do it. And then finally, finally, Mr. Dad himself, New Dad John, joins us from the, what do you call it up there? Isn't it like the yoke or the U or something weird up there in Youngstown, y'all call it? The yo. The yo. There you go. He's sitting there with his Air Monarchs on right now. <laughs> hey, I'm just why dirty? <laughs> I'm just here to get into Sean's ass when he says that. <laughs> that a boy. He's here so you don't get fined. That's what it is. <laughs> you know why? You know well, why I'm here. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, we're going to have to work on getting you a light, buddy. You are completely dark on the uh, on the stream Jeez. side of things. <laughs> hey! Oh. All right. Woo! <laughs> Oh, eclipse! That was that was a little bit of excitement there for the first couple minutes. So let let's get into it right here. We'll talk about the uh, the ECHL playoffs first. Um, a lot of exciting things happen. Our boys got bounced, unfortunately. Our nailers. Um, Eastern Conference um, final right now is Florida in Newfoundland. Florida's up one nothing, and then we have Toledo and Utah in the Western Conference. Toledo and Utah deadlocked at one one. Chris, who who do you have on each side of this one? I you can't go against Toledo right now. They're playing some fantastic hockey. This is the type of team that I could arguably say that they could compete with an American team right now in the AHL, just with how talented that they've been, with the veterans that they have. You have somebody like TJ Hensick, who has over nine hundred professional games, just recorded though, his first ever hat trick, which is something just absolutely insane. And then you have another guy like John Albert, former Ohio State guy, kid that I played against. But they're a fantastic hockey team right now. But I, And then in the East, I think you can't go against Florida right now. They're playing great hockey, led by former Wheeling Nailer Johnny Mack as their captain. But th- these are two Just fantastic hockey teams. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I don't think you can go against Toledo and Florida right now. Both teams just playing fantastic hockey. Yeah, I mean that's and don't don't forget to mention Broussard in net for for Florida. I mean, good lord, you know, last time he was in he was in Wheeling, he was fighting goalies. So I mean, and he almost actually had another one. I can't remember if it was right at the beginning of the playoffs or if it was near the uh, end of the regular season. But they had a goalie from the other team that jumped into the fracas. And then all of a sudden, Broussard started coming down. I was like, ding, ding, round two. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's just, that's insane. I Just pure pure chaos. But, I mean, 
I don't I don't know if Newfoundland has enough to 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 get back in this with Florida. I mean, I I I see Florida going up two nothing, to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, especially with the travel, they both these series. I mean, all the way from Florida to St. John's and Newfoundland, and then Utah to Toledo. I mean, travel's going to play a factor in this one, and that could be the only thing that I could see being kind of a hurdle there for Toledo is when they have to fly all the way out to Utah for three straight games. Now, granted, it's not the type of atmosphere that you see at the Huntington Center in Toledo, but it is a tough atmosphere and you're flying halfway across the country and you got to try to win, you know, three hockey games out there. It's going to be a lot easier said than done. Yeah, it's going to be what kills them. Yeah, absolutely. Time zone change and everything. Yeah, good point, John. So craziness out of out of the CHL um we all know everybody there's 32 teams 27 of those teams have affiliates in the ECHL and unfortunately Fort Wayne is is not a affiliate anymore with anybody um Vegas decided they were going to drop them um and went with the Savannah Georgia Ghost Pirates which hell of a name hell of a logo I I mean I I like it I I think it's pretty cool um <laughs> so what what do you think John what do you think going to another picking up a brand new franchise for a uh, affiliate team I mean we've seen we've seen this before um <clears throat> I think really I think the only thing you really have to worry about uh is it is a brand new team um this isn't a team relocate <clears throat> this isn't a team relocating um, this is a brand new team. Um, so you got to worry about, you know, fans actually showing up capital. Are they going to, you know, are they going to actually make it? Um, now, do I think that they will? Yes. I mean, they're not going to join the ECHL and be one and done. Um, but you know, that's, I think that's your only concern really is, is there going to be the fan support for this team to make them stick around for the long haul? I don't know. I mean, Vegas, uh, ultimately seen something and them to pull out of their, you know, very successful affiliate in the, in the Fort Wayne comments. I mean, they're coming off a championship season last year. They get bounced in the first round this year. No big deal. But anyway, um, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, it's a big risk. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you just, you switch halfway through and we've all seen it. I mean, we've John, you and Sean being in, in, uh, different markets and working different places and working down in Virginia. You guys seen it with, uh, with Norfolk switching affiliates and, and things of that nature. It's just, it's totally different. I mean, it's, it's stuff to see really, really fast too. Like different fans want to come in and see different players. And you're going to see that with different affiliations. Well, and it sucks for the, from the fan standpoint too. I mean, you talk about uh, Norfolk and that change <clears throat> in affiliation. Um, Norfolk was with Tampa Bay. Um, then I think it was 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, switched, uh, their affiliation was then with the uh, Ducks. Um, so you had all the guys that were, you know, with the organization in that, uh, in the Tampa Bay affiliation. All those guys got sent to Syracuse um, with the new affiliation. Uh, so you had, you had brand new blood. So if you're a fan and you, you know, you love this player or that player or whatever. It sucks in that aspect. You're not you're not seeing those guys anymore. They're they're somewhere else. Yeah, they're almost an afterthought. Yeah. Sean, what's your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, as a fan, I kind of come in and, you know, if you want to go to a game and see NHL caliber hockey, you know, for that example is like when we were down there, you know, they were part of the ACHL and it was, you know, you knew you were going to see NHL caliber talent. And then when that changes, like you guys were saying, it kind of brings in some different kinds of fans. And then you're like, well, maybe you're no longer interested in seeing, you know, what's on the ice now because it's not that really that fast, more fast paced talent that you would normally see from the NHL. But I mean, I think change is good, but, you know, it does come with its uh, consequences. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, and the the people that are going to suffer here is the Fort Wayne fans. I mean, that's ultimately what's going to happen because if they can't find <laughs> I know none of us really care for the Fort Wayne fans anyway, but uh, <laughs> um, I just I feel like you need to find they need to find another affiliation and fast because. Chris, you know, as well as we do and Demuth, you you as well working in the organization with the Nailers. Nobody wants to sign just a ECHL deal. They want those AHL deals and they're not going to be there because they don't have a, a team to, to do it. Um, but honestly, the, the only team that makes sense out of the the three or four that are still available is honestly St. Louis. I think St. Louis makes the most sense for Fort Wayne because it's the closest um, to them. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but here's the thing, Jeff. So I'm going to take this and I'm actually going to turn the bus completely around on this one. Oh, shit. And this might come as a shock to you guys. So let's rewind a little bit to the expansion draft. Obviously, they have to take 30 free or 30 players from other teams. We know that. But then they still had to go into free agency. So they're reaching into the college ranks. They're reaching into the junior hockey ranks, which their first ever signing, if you guys don't remember, was Reed Duke before the expansion draft even happened. That guy has not played one game. So let's fast forward now to Vegas's first season. Their affiliates at the time were the Chicago Wolves and were the Quad Cities Mallards. So in that first season, now granted, you're not going to have 90-some players to where you could fill out an AHL and an ECHL roster. They only had one prospect that went down to the ECHL and played in Quad City that year, and that was Keegan Colasar, who is now a permanent fixture in that Vegas organization. So let's fast forward a little bit more to when they became an affiliate of the Fort Wayne Comets, which has been for the last three years. They have only sent six players to Fort Wayne in that three-year period. The only player that we saw that was actually on an NHL contract this year on Fort Wayne was their goaltender, Yuri Patera. So let's rewind a little bit more. So Henderson, now the AHL team right. of Vegas, and it used to be Chicago. Majority of the players that Fort Wayne received this year all came from the Chicago Wolves. There was nobody that was actually on AHL contract with Henderson that was sent down to Fort Wayne, all their AHL contracted players came down from Chicago and their only NHL player was Yuri <laughs> Patera, who, oh, by the way, didn't even play in the playoffs. So what I'm going to say, like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you guys at all, but Fort Wayne has really valued themselves on going out and getting their own players. But at the same time, they still had that under the table deal with Chicago too. So I don't really see it affecting Fort Wayne. That's why I was shaking my head when you said that. 
but it's something that I really had to dig deep into the archives there and look. But yeah, in their three-year affiliation, only seven or six or seven NHL contracted players down the Fort Wayne. Wow, that's insane. So do we do we have any idea why Vegas pulled out of Fort Wayne? Is it because they weren't? Is it because they were doing under the deal to the under the deal or under the table deals, excuse me, with Chicago? Is that the reason why? I think when you go back and look at, I mean, because they've been in the league, what, about five or six years, I think they're still trying to build that prospect base right now because a lot of these teams have a jump start on it. I mean, it took the Columbus Blue Jackets because when even when they were affiliated with the Dayton Bombers, they were not using their ECHL team. And being affiliated with Kalamazoo this year, they only had two prospects down there, the uh, goaltender Jet Greaves and then defenseman Olivier LeBlanc, which, uh, Sean, I'm pretty sure you saw both of them in Cleveland, but it takes these expansion teams a very long time to really fill out all these rosters. So if you're the ghost pirates, you are not relying on Henderson. You're not relying on Vegas. You're going to have to go out and you're going to have to build yourself a veteran team. You're going to have to build yourself. You're going to have to go into the junior ranks, even into the Canadian um, universities this year and going to have to try to put together a successful hockey team, which is exactly what Fort Wayne did last year. They go out and get a free agent goaltender that like Sam Harvey. And I mean, that's really what Fort Wayne has really thrived themselves on because before they were even affiliated with Vegas, they were an independent team for their pretty much their entire existence. Oh, so they, they know exactly. Well, yeah, because they're, they're just freshly ECHL and what the 14, right? Is when they came into league 14 or 15 around there. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I never even thought about that. I didn't even put two and two together there. So they're used to it. So honestly, they're probably not even sweating this, to be honest. No, and like you said, the um, the St. Louis conversation has obviously come up, but um, because originally their affiliate was with the Tal- Tulsa Oilers during the COVID year. Now, you did see some big-time names down there. You had Dakota Joshua, former Ohio State center, now playing for the Blues. Uh, I mean, he's kind of like that extra forward right now so he's shuttled between Springfield and St. Louis you saw some bigger names in Tulsa that year Tanner Caspic being another one but I'd be anxious to see I'm pretty sure Fort Wayne would be excited to take that type of deal but I still don't think you're going to see the trickle down effect even if they do sign with St. Louis Hmm. do you think this is actually like a, a better scenario than what is normally the case where the team's could dig in or, or go out and find new, better talent instead of having to rely on the guys above them? And also, does it, like, you know, make the guys that's, like, in the AHL more, like, happier that they don't have to keep going back and forth? Yeah, I 100% correct. And, I mean, and like I said, talking with Fort Wayne ownership and with their fans and even to get getting to know some of their players during the day, they really thrive on filling those four veteran spots and going out and getting themselves a really good goaltender. And the only thing that you do see though, is you see really good players that are on ECHL deal that are getting plucked. Like perfect example, Steven Harper, just lighting it up 12 goals in seven games with Fort Wayne. And then the Providence Bruins come calling um, their defenseman, uh, Willie, not, not Corin, but they had another defenseman. I apologize. These names escaping my mind only played 10 games with Fort Wayne and then comes back for the playoffs because he got plucked on an AHL deal. But you also looked at it with the Nailers. You 
You had Matty Alfaro that ended up in Abbotsford for a majority of the season. Nick Hutchinson going up and just lighting the world on fire in the AHL. So it's a two-edged sword because if you can keep that core group together, you're going to have a successful hockey team. But you also got to know that this guy is a free agent for possibly over 30 AHL teams. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's that's the same. Excuse me, that's the same way with guys that aren't on uh, the AHL contracts. Correct? Any of the teams can just pluck them out of the ECHL if they like somebody or something. I mean, they they practically just rent players for the weekend to fill out rosters sometimes. Well, and even look at what happened in the playoffs with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. You know, the Nailers, they run Samuel Harvey. Harvey is on his way to play for the Chicago Wolves and gets a call from Wilkes-Barre Scranton and says, hey, uh, why don't you come, uh, you know, actually dress for us and be a backup? And oh, by the way, we're going to give you several hundred dollars more. So this is the nature of the beast right now. And Samuel Harvey, I mean, because, you know, somebody obviously asked me, is he somebody that could be on Wilkes-Barre's radar? Yes. But the Nailers are still going to have if he would sign with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. They're still going to have to be something to actually get him the wheeling like Fort Wayne's going to have to tra- trade his ECHL rights, which you're not going to see happen. But I mean, there there's a lot of questions going into next year, especially in that Nailers locker room, because you, they showed it. The Wilkes-Barre showed interest in Cam Hossinger. Don't forget too, Mitchell Weeks, the goaltender that started in that last game for the Nailers, he cannot be protected this year. He is going to be a free agent no matter what because he was on an amateur tryout. So, obviously, Pittsburgh's pretty high on him, but you know there's going to be some other teams that are going to be in the ear of Mitchell Weeks' agent, too. Well, yeah, somebody that's struggling goaltender-wise and be like, hey, we can we can pick him up, we can go get him probably for cheap, I would, you know with him being a, a rookie and all that's, that's just insane. We're going to shift over to the uh, NHL playoffs. Now just craziness going on in the, uh, the NHL playoffs, Tampa Bay and Florida, Tampa up two nothing right now over Florida. Demuth, what are you seeing in this series, man? Uh, disaster. <laughs> fucking disaster. I like it. Because fucking Florida just decided to fall a fucking part. But, I mean, if you go back to the Washington series, and I actually just read an article on this, their special teams against um, Washington was a fucking atrocious. Really? Like, they had no reason to even win that fucking series. If you go back and look at those stats. And now they're getting their fucking dicks whacked by fucking Tampa Bay. Okay? <laughs> I mean, like, that's... I mean, I, I'm just being honest. No, that's I, what happens. I, I understand. I mean, and nobody thought, like, I went into the playoffs thinking nobody's going to be Florida. They were playing way too good. Yeah. Toward the end of the season. I mean, they won, what, pretty much the entire month of April? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, in all honesty. And then it's just. Yeah, they, they peaked at the right time. And then just, I, I don't even know. And I mean, granted, you got Vasilevsky, which is abnormally great at what he does. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's really tall and he moves super quick. So I mean, it. I hate to say it, but right now, it looks like Tampa Bay is going to sweep Florida. You think? Oh, yeah! Wow, the way That's... it looks right now, I would not doubt it. It would. I. I would actually almost put money on it. Really? Yeah. Florida looks like dog shit. Wow. That's and we'll flip to the other other side of the the series there, the other semifinal, Carolina and New York. Carolina just getting it done, man. That 
that just that atmosphere down there is ridiculous. Just unbelievable down there. Sean, I know you've you've paid attention to the Canadian I'm sorry, the the uh the hurricanes there a little bit in Carolina. That just that's a crazy scene down there. Um yeah, and it, it it's I believe it it's like a pretty old arena. Yeah, as well. that's that's what yeah, they're they're like sitting yeah. on top of each other. So yeah, the way I could think of it is like old Mellon Arena. You know how everybody was so close together. It's you know the acoustics are so freaking loud and everything like that. It's like um, on another podcast, Mike Rupp was talking about playing there when he was in the league, and he would say like when the goal horn would go off, that the water bottles would just shake. Is so that is just that's just like one thing of saying like just imagine playing on that or playing in that atmosphere with the all the music the sounds and everything like that on top of the crowd and trying to hear this and hear that it it, it would be crazy but you know i'm definitely uh in rooting for carolina because <laughs> i don't want the rangers to win because well fuck the rangers <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um it, it's gonna be hard to beat it's going to be hard to beat. I think that's, I think the series could go long though. I think it's, I think New York will make it a, a challenge for Carolina, but I think it's uh it's a really good, uh, no round. Okay. Now going back to your point right now, game three just happened today for all four of those teams that we just talked about. Right. Rangers beat Carolina today, three to one. Okay. But going back to that Dick slapping, that Tampa Bay is going to get Florida. They are now up three games to zero after beating them five to one today. Holy shit! Yep. Wow. <laughs> like wow. Florida has fallen off the face of the earth. I mean, just did they even get off the bus? Like, like straight. And game four will be in Tampa. Oh god. Yeah. I'm I like I, I like I, you thought it was joking. <laughs> like, Tampa, Tampa's going to be hard to beat, but Tampa, Carolina in a conference final would be great to watch. But Tampa, man. And they, at least they didn't uh, uh, find that loophole, so Stam Coast and uh, Kucherov didn't have to play into the final. Yeah, that's that's, that's battle of course, man. The battle. You know, all your all your talk right now, Demuth, is just making me feel so much better about that bet you talked me into about taking the Panthers to win it all. <laughs> See, I told you, going into the playoffs, that's literally what I thought. I didn't think they were going to – nobody was going to beat them. Like, it may have gone five or six games, but never would have gone seven. Washington took them fucking seven. My bank account thanks you. <laughs> With the whole $3 you put on that bet. The $3 bet you put on it. No, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, though. I mean, Florida looked like world beaters. They're in the last month of the NHL. Like they were just beating everybody. They look like freaking Iceland. <laughs> These fancy hooker glove. That's right. <laughs> that series will be three three before you know it. You think? Oh, you want to put a bet on it right now, Sean? Oh God, here we go. Oh yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> oh dear Lord. All right, blowjobs all around. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, God. All right, let's get to the other side of things. Western Conference side. 
Freaking the Avalanche and the Blues. Avalanche up two to one right now. Um, Color. I honestly think Colorado is the team to beat. I think they are right now head and shoulders above everybody else. They are playing really good hockey right now. Um, I I think they uh I think they're the team to beat. To be honest, Colorado is almost unstoppable. I think it. I I. Be shocked if they don't win the cup. I don't know if I'd go that far, but definitely the Western Conference. Uh, with the, the way Tampa's playing right now, I mean, we just talked about it, but yeah, the way Tampa go against them. Um, but Colorado definitely up there. Um, they're, I think they're the favorite to win the West. Um, just a, a nice. They have a. Good Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Folks, we apologize for going the internet. <laughs> goddamn robot. I think we're your mouse don't even matching up with what you're saying, homie. Oh god. We apologize for John's got, internet. Got, we deal with this all the time. I got great value brand internet. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Now listen here. Oh, now he's offended. Now he's fucking I'm offended. totally offended. <laughs> you more you got more like Walmart brand internet. That is great value, Sean. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh great. Oh god. All right. Uh, and then Fuck. I mean, going to the yeah, other so, series. Uh, Colorado to the finals. I mean, because yeah. I wouldn't pick anybody from the Calgary fucking Edmonton series because that series is a fucking joke. Oh, they're just going to beat the hell out of each other. Well, that no, it was just... just that. Game one, Calgary was up, what, 5-1? to one? <laughs> And let Edmonton come back and score five straight goals? And then somehow, someway, Calgary scores three more to make it 9-6? to six? Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> a whole lot of fucking going on. Uh, hell yeah, there is. I, I think they sell twenty two hockey. <laughs> right. I, I think the goalie went uh, to the hot dog truck and didn't come back. He was I'm eating some goalie. spicy I'm pork in the goalie. in the fucking hot runway. John's familiar with that hot dog cart. Yeah, that that's John's yeah. favorite hot dog cart. Hey, I, hey, I visited that some bitch at least once and then <laughs> Sometimes multiple times. Oh my god. <laughs> Just depends on the day. Yeah. So that that covers the playoff series, and let's let's get to the interesting talk here. Penguins re-sign Rust to the tune of a six-year, thirty point seven five million dollar deal. Holy crap, Rusty! I, uh, Chris, where do you think they go from here? Do they do they continue to sign the big three, or, or what happens now? It's obviously going to be the goal. And, um, you know, that's huge to get somebody like Rusty because if he tested, if he really wanted to test the free agent market, I'm pretty sure he was looking easily at 6.5 to 7 million a year. So to be able to get him for an average um, AAV of 5.1 is pretty impressive for a player like Brian Russ because not only can he put the puck in the net, he's a physical player for how small he is, he's a two way forward. So to be able to get somebody like him resigned. Like two-way hockey coach. And that, yeah, and that's just that's the perfect <laughs> example. Like everybody was calling for Sullivan's head, but here's my question to that. Okay, who else is a better coach that's out there right now? And two, what kind of coach could bring players back that could go make, 
you know, one or two more million dollars a year and actually bring them back and want to stay in a city like Pittsburgh. I think they're going to go after Malkin. Latang is going to be the wild card right now. He's the one that I think he's going to test free agency. He's going to look for more money. But I don't, now that I really look back at it with Brian Rust, I don't even think there was any worry about him testing free agency. I think he had his mindset that he was re-signing in Pittsburgh. I feel the same way about Malkin. I think he's going to stay for maybe the same amount of money, maybe a little bit more. I still think Latang is going to be the oddball out, though. Which, I mean, if you're a Penguins fan, I'd say good riddance. I mean, in all honesty, when it comes to Rust, I mean, does he really want to go test free the free or free agency market with as well as him, Gensel, and Crosby played this year? I mean, they were easily a top three line in the entire league this year. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, I mean why honestly, why leave the, the comfy spot that you have? Exactly. I, I agree with that. And that's on Pittsburgh's top line. Yeah. With yeah. the league's best player. Yeah, I mean, you're playing you're with a bona fide Hall of Famer in Sidney Crosby. I mean, Which, this, I mean, this is how I classified it when I was talking to a couple of my friends the other night. They do exactly what Dupuis, Kunitz, and Crosby did mm-hmm. five years ago, but they do it faster. Yeah, I agree with that. It's literally the same exact thing, but they do it faster. And... And honestly, let's be let's be real. Dupuis and Kunitz are were on the lower end of the skill set compared to Rust and Gensel, but Crosby just makes everybody better, man. He does. It doesn't matter who it is. You could put him just for instance. If you put a line of Zach Cassian, Milan Lucic, and Sidney Crosby on the same line, I guarantee you they're a top ten line in the entire league. Whoa! <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. But look at look at even like when uh, Russell Gensel was hurt this year, they brought Rodriguez, and he was doing great at the beginning of the year playing on that line. And then all of a sudden, everybody got healthy. He got shoved down the third, fourth line. Didn't do shit. You know what I mean? Crosby just makes it doesn't matter who it is better. I mean, he can put my ass out there and I'll score thirty fucking goals. That's not good. Oh, that put my fat ass in front it. of the net. We got, we got, we got this recorded. Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> I'll do the but shit for know, free you know, too. The, Just give me per diem for my food. The the Get craziest thing that I think. Yeah, the craziest thing I th- I'm thinking for free agency. You know who your biggest wild card is going to be? It's not one of the big three that we've talked about. I think your biggest wild card is going to be Ricard Raquel. Yes. Oh yeah, he is unrestricted after yeah. this. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have the cap space to be able to keep him as well. I mean, he obviously fit right in with the system. Uh, the other guy that they got in the trade that I think literally only played one game, Bellew. He didn't play know, at all. Uh, he didn't play at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he could be gone. I, I don't think you're going to see Rodriguez there and some of the other unrestricted free agents, but I think there's enough in the pipe right now, too. Even if Latang goes, P.O. Joseph sitting there waiting in the wings, but the biggest question mark, obviously, is going to be who is going to be that backup goaltender because, obviously, 21-year-old Taylor Gauthier is not going to be ready yet. Right. Lindbergh was hurt half the season in Wilkes-Barre. He's not going to be ready. I mean, Corpusalo was the name that was thrown out there, but he just resigned a one-year deal with the Blue Jackets. So that's going to be the big question mark is because pretty much I've heard Casey dismissed days are over in Pittsburgh. So who's going to be that backup is going to be a big, big question mark next year. All right, fire Sullivan, bring in Tortorella. There you go. Second, bring Flores. Yeah, I've heard I've heard Flower, Flower's name thrown out there. 
Yes. I'm 100% on board with that. Bring it home. I would love to see, I mean, and especially he would be in that, that veteran role. He could definitely get, you know, if they're going to go with Jari, if they're going to stay with Jari, I would, that would be a hell of a, hell of a person to learn from, I think. And not just that. I mean, everybody in the city fucking loves him. Oh yeah. Even when he, he, even when he went to Vegas and Chicago and Minnesota, everybody fucking loves him. He's, I mean, just, he's just a lovable guy. That's the well, thing. I mean. Not just that. And then, obviously, he felt betrayed with Vegas because the bullshit he went through with that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And let's be real. He did not want to be in fucking Chicago at all. You could tell it by does. that very first game when they played Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I mean, but in all honesty, it's something. Whenever he got the whole Vegas thing, whenever he played Pittsburgh, I think there was secretly something in his head that he played like garbage every single time he played Pittsburgh. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean he also did say pretty much fucked the Capitals this year when he they said they might trade him there. And he was like, no, you're not. Oh, I, I he, no, he, he couldn't have done that. There's no way. I, I could not, I don't care where else he goes, but he, no Capitals, no Flyers, good Lord. Oh my God. That just, that's a nightmare. Especially if you're a Penguins fan. I mean, yeah, I mean in all honesty, could you see him in red, white, and blue or orange and black? No. Absolutely not. I don't even want to think about it. No, definitely not. So let let's get to the other the the other hot take here. What is going on in college football right now? Holy crap! Is it is it is it college football or is it professional wrestling? Because all I'm saying is we need Nick's or Saban and Jimbo Fisher in a steel cage match right now. I'm telling you what, these two are going. I I mean, (laughs) listen, this shit is funnier than hell, and I Saban gonna sit there and poke at. You know, at Jimbo, who coached under him, so everybody thinks that Alabama has bought players in the past before when basically you weren't allowed. Now you kind of can with the NIL deals, but he's just pulling out skeletons. I don't think he wants to pull out, and then he throws Dion under the bus too, and they have that Aflac uh, partnership. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but for somebody, for somebody to pull a press conference. And not have one scheduled and go, you know what? We need to have a press conference because I need to fire back at him. It's just unreal. And then just to watch Jimbo go off was just funnier and shit. I mean, in all honesty, in my opinion, I think Saban knows that Alabama's going to be on the lower end of the totem pole here come in a couple years. You think he's just throwing jabs? Probably, because in all honesty, you got all these great players going everywhere else now. Not all yeah. of them want to go to Alabama. That's true. Because in all honesty, if you, let's just say you're a three, four star. In Alabama, you're going to be third, fourth string. Yeah, you're right. But then you go somewhere else, and you're starting, and yeah. you end up being a first-rounder in the draft. Yeah. And people don't want to sit. They want to fucking play. Because let's be all honesty. When you go in there with aspirations of being in the NFL, and you're, you're good enough, two years, you want to be out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to start making money. But obviously you can't now with the NIL deal, deals. But I think Saban just knows that everybody else – in the country is just getting better. Welcome he, to free agency in college football. But yeah, he's not right. at the top of the totem pole anymore. Everybody else is growing up around him, and right. I I don't think he can understand that or cope with that at all. It's all because of the NIL deals, because he'd been doing it, like you said, for years. Now everybody can do it, and they can outbid him anymore. Right. I bet, you, I bet you you talk to several of the former players for Alabama that there was some type of monetary value for them coming there. And then you also have the fame of being coached by Nick Saban, therefore being drafted most likely high. 
And now multiple or other colleges are saying, here's here's this this amount of money, which is what he had been doing for years, and now he's just no longer able to to give them what they want because they can go here, they can go there, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just a mess. And I mean, what about the uh, the kid from Pitt that uh, somebody was going to give him a bunch of money if he transferred to USC? And then he said no. Thousand, and, yeah. And then didn't he, then another, is it the same kid that actually did transfer? Yeah, he did. He's in, um, what what was his, uh, I forget what position it was. John? Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah, because uh, last I checked it, he, was, he wasn't in the portal. He was expected to go into the portal. I, I don't know where, I'm assuming he did. But yeah, that's what it Yeah, because he to. said no, and then all of a sudden said yes, and then he was gone. Yep. You're going to see a lot. I, th- I really think you're going to see a lot when it comes to this. And we're just we're, we're just seeing the the beginning stages of it. But it's almost going to be like a bidding war between all these big time schools that can actually offer the money based off of boosters and et cetera, et cetera. And you're basically going to see a. Some sort of draft is what I'm like. You're gonna see this player say, "All right, I want to transfer. I'm gonna to transfer to well, Florida's offering me a million dollars. This school's offering me 1.3 million with other incentives, and it's just going to it's going to snowball. It's 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 going to be crazy, and I I think it's just gonna. I eventually I think the NCAA is going to do something to kind of they're gonna stop. have to. They're going to try to slow this down or put a value or a max value on, you know, what players can be signed for or, or, or brought in with boosters. But, you know, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop a school like Clemson or, you know, Alabama that have these boosters that are billionaires of offering all this tons of tons and tons of fame before you're even in the league. Oh, just like, wait, wait for what, what small schools. And I mean, Oregon's going to probably be the biggest one. If you honestly think about it, because of Nike. Yeah. Yeah. I think it hurts the small schools and all oh, this. Yeah. And I think the NCAA is going to look at that and be like, there's got to be something to where this makes it's a fair you know, thing. But then does that kind of just go back to how it was before? You know, and will Alabama or, or another school be throwing more money under the table, you know, to, to try to, to pull this guy closer in. See, here's my thing. So, if I have no issue with a kid that goes in, gets recruited, does it the right way, goes in and plays really good, and somebody goes to him and says, hey, listen, I want you to sign all this stuff, and we'll sell it, and we'll give you a cut of it. They should be able to make the money off of that for their school for, you know, living or, or whatever they want, you know, give a couple bucks to mom and dad or whatever, what have you. That's what the NIL deal should be. They should be. That's what it was supposed to be. That, yeah, exactly. That's what it's supposed to be. But now it's turned into free agency in college football. I mean, it, it, at this point, it's like college football. It's like we value your football skill and pretty much fuck your education. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and remember too. remember, too, that it was also brought in that – 
because you mentioned the likeness part where players could autograph stuff where right. they could, you know, sell their jerseys and all that. But it was also brought in so players could go out and still use the university name while selling themselves. Like, for example, one of the first ones was a wrestler was AJ Ferrari. I mean, I, you could pretty much guess where he was trying to go and get, you know, sponsorships and stuff. But I mean, he was one of the first ones. He said, hey, Ferrari dealers, my DMs are open right now. That is exactly what the NIL was put in to do. But then all of a sudden, all these schools started finding the loopholes. And that's why we're at where we're at right now. And the NCAA, they've had, they've had issues with how they've been run for decades now. Absolutely. Um, it's like they've gone from one extreme to the other now. Um, they need to step in and regulate this somehow. I mean, we've just we've just talked about it at nauseum. You want to go? You want to sell autographs? You want to go make an appearance, make some money? Cool. Uh, do you need paid for your play on the field? No, not in the college ranks. Uh, right. I know. I know the argument against the well, they can get hurt, that they don't make the money in the NFL. Tough shit. It's it's the process. Go to school. You know, you're getting a free education in most in most uh, cases. Get your education. If you want to make money on the side selling autographs, you know, sell your championship ring, whatever the hell you want to do, that's fine. But don't get don't, don't try to don't try to act like we need to pay these kids to to play football. Well, and it was even no. yeah, and it was even you know kind of a just terrible rule to begin with because I'm not going to say where I was, who it was, or whatever, but. You could literally have somebody come in and let's say drop a thousand dollars in cash on the ground and say, you know, John, I'll use you for an example. Hey, John, can you go ahead and pick that up for me? They pick it up and go to hand it back to said booster or whoever, and the booster turn around to walk away. That's not that wasn't an NCAA violation back in the day. But if that person would physically hand it to said athlete, that was a violation. So the rule even back then was, you know, yeah. dumb as hell. So the NCAA just needs to figure that out. I mean, like I said, when the NAL was NIL was first coming in, I mean, it. I thought it was a brilliant idea. And then, you know, when they wrote up the little paperwork, they're like, oh, loophole, loophole. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's the main reason why EA quit making NCAA football. Right. That's literally right. the main reason. And that's why they were going to bring it back. But now I think EA is a little bit skeptical about it because how many of these checks are you going to have to write out to all these fucking kids? Yeah, it's like you're going to be producing another madden game every every college athlete in the country is going to have to get a royalties check now right and right. but you got to think too there's going to be even more checks you're going to have to write out uh, exactly. compared to madden yeah. so are they willing to do that I but, I would. but i mean in all honesty it's not like they wouldn't sell the game the game would sell oh, there's no doubt about percent. that but yeah, yeah but that whole process of them having to and then on top of that i mean how Compared to an NFL roster, you got fifty-three kids. There's pretty much un- you can have unlimited kids on a college roster. Yeah. So even yeah. if you're a kid that's seventh or eighth string, and your name pops up on that game, you still get a royalty check. Yeah, I mean right. it was popular. It was a popular game back in the day. Um, so let's just say, for for argument's sake, that the their sales are par for the course on what they they you know used to produce. You're not. I I highly doubt that you're gonna break even with the selling, like with the sales. Then when you you know calculate the the royalties checks, you're gonna have to pay out to all these kids. There's I there's very little chance that you're gonna you're gonna even break even 
on, on this game. I, I I don't think it's smart. I don't know. There's definitely a market out there for it, but yeah, like I said, like you are saying, there's too much money that they're gonna have to hand out right off the bat, even before they get the sales back from this game of you know checks they're gonna have to write out. And on top of that, who are you gonna put on the cover? Yeah, because that road is gonna be even more. I shit. Yeah. I I would go with a I would go with a professional athlete if it was me. I or would a coach. Uh, yeah, just like or a coach, just like NCAA used to. They would grab somebody from the year before. That way, they could pay them to be on the cover, and then they would go from there. Which is the smartest? I, mean, I, don't, I don't think. I don't think if they make that game, they're going to be putting the likeness in of say there's 90 kids on the roster. I don't think they're going to put all 90 in there. Like they don't do that. I mean, there's some issues even with Madden where you know names don't get popped in all the time. It's something to do with. I, I, it's obviously comes back to money, but yeah. you know it, it's some something like that. I just don't see them forking out thousands of dollars for every single name. I think it's just going to be a certain set number that is most likely NFL ready talent, maybe in their sophomore junior year, and then pay them. Maybe, but still, I mean, that can be a lot of people. Yeah, but even when you, I mean, even if you do, there's, you've got to draw the line somewhere. I mean, yeah, you get to, uh, like the the smaller schools, your max schools, things like that. They don't, there's some, some, they don't have NFL guys on the roster. I mean, look at Jackson you know, State. They just got that five star cornerback that went there. Don't even get me started. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is those are the schools right there that hurt in all of this. Yeah. Ultimately. Like, because they can, they don't have the booster. The boosters that, you know, part of those schools don't have all this millions and millions of dollars to to pay the players. So, in the end, I mean, if you're if you're a young kid, eighteen, nineteen years old, going to you know, wanting to wanting to go to a, a good college to play football, you're you're on your mind is I want to go play in the NFL. So you're going to go to a school that can give you the money. And you have the most likely chance of being coached to go to the NFL. Whereas if you go to this small school that can't pay you, one, that's that's strike number one. You're not going to want to go there. And number two is there's no notoriety out of that. It's I think I, I think it's just bad all around. And I think if they just keep it to likeness and signing autographs and stuff like that, I have no problem with. But, yeah, when you come to have to pay for a kid to come onto your team after he's already getting a free education, like John mentioned, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's stupid. I think that's that's the payment is the fact that you're coming here for free. Yeah, that's that's what it should. It's always been that way and should always be that way. But I I don't know at this point. We'll just see what happens. I mean, that's that's going to be the thing is just going forward. We'll see what happens. Honestly, we'll. I'm curious to see what else comes out of the the whole Saban Jimbo thing. That's going to be actually entertaining for me but if you guys want to see something else entertaining we started streaming on rnr gaming and boy is it fun and funny it's 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 like jerry's kids because i mean yeah i mean if we would have streamed sean and i just killing people last night on threes eliminator i think that was pretty entertaining I mean, we <laughs> we were I, just downright I, bullying people. I didn't get to see it. I was just too busy dodging dead bodies on the ice. Yeah, that's it. you were watching car accident. After or it car could be accident. like us dropping into fucking Caldera against Godzilla and King Kong and 
Me and Rashad get taken out by King Kong jumping and taking us out. I dropping oh, you in. Don't fly at him. <laughs> we did fly at him, Sean. I marked the spot on the map, and everybody started flying that way except for John because he flew the other way. Like he should have, because we all fucking died because of that. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it was the smart one there. I mean, yeah, let's yeah. jump right on. Hey, you bob and weave, homie. You bob and weave. So if any, the only one. Uh, we, hey, drop right here. And the motherfucker's on the other side. Of the <laughs> I mean, we did play a couple weeks ago, and his his settings were all fucked up for some reason. They were on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, but they're not now, Demuth. I know they're not now, but I'm just bringing up a situation. And he ended up. We were playing Rebirth, and he ended up brought us back like six times in one game because nobody. I think everybody felt bad for him. It was just guys staring at a wall. So, so if anybody has any interest of, of watching this this cluster chaos, um, we're normally streaming Friday and Saturday nights. Normally around, what do you think, boys? About 10, 10, 9, maybe 9.30, 10-ish? Yeah. Yeah, around there. We, we try to get closer. Rashad always likes 12 o'clock, but that's too freaking late because I Fuck, work. you guys are way past my old man. You ain't time. a kidding. Uh, that motherfucker's nocturnal. Yeah, you right. But we we're we're streaming on Twitch right now on on my Twitch, which is um J H B L U M E nineteen ninety two on Twitch. Come check us out. We're having a good time. We are absolutely terrible. So if you're looking for somebody that's good at any games, it's not us. Wrong station. Hey, hold on. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I Call of Duty NHL. I'm a fucking atrocious. But. Guys, this is this has been fun. I'm glad we got everybody on here for once. Finally, get the entire crew. And we kind of followed the script this week. And we followed the script. I think this is the first time out of all the podcasts we've done that we've actually followed it, and it hasn't been a whole complete clusterfuck. That's because Chris was here. Got the script, huh? What? I didn't get a goddamn script. You were the, the, the group message, motherfucker. He said it. <laughs> like, <what's... laughs> if I'm a later, I'd like this shit on fire right now. <laughs> Guys, you can you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's Boys from the Wheel Podcast, all one word, underscore, and then podcast on Instagram. Um, the page on Facebook is the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcast, a whole bunch of other platforms, but those are mainly the big ones. Um, boys, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we all got together. Hopefully, we can do this again soon. Um, but yeah, I any last words from anybody? Any of the panel here? Anybody got anything? Ah, no. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it all resources you. Fuck you, Sean. I, I love it. I just it's it's been it's been great. Oh my I God. love you guys. <laughs> you better. You fucking better. Chris, we're hoping to get you back in the studio here some sometime soon. It was nice to, to get you on the screen though here, but you know. Nice to get you back yeah. in the studio. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, like I said, some big ass races coming up for me. Uh the Ogden half marathon, which Got some big redemption to do in that one because I actually broke my ankle the last time I ran in that one. And then the following weekend, I'm going to be doing 100K, 62.2 miles. So I might need a little help up the steps there when I come back in the studio. But yeah, boys, always a pleasure. Love you guys and can't wait. Just to let you know, you saying you're running 100K just made my lungs want to explode. (laughs)
It's all about how you do it for, man. Oh, man. I'd rather do a point zero zero one game. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make it up my basement step. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be me here in a couple weeks, bro. Get the ice packs ready. It's hard for me to get out of bed to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Are you doing uh, Are you doing the Cleveland Marathon? It's that, it, uh, no, actually, I think that was today, wasn't it? Was it today? Yeah, it, it's usually around this time. But it's no, in his goddamn city. He <laughs> fucking lives in Cleveland, and he didn't yeah, fucking know. No. no, I definitely. Yeah, but like, I your window, Sean. Do you even know what day it is? <laughs> but no. and then, uh, then I'm going to be crashing John and Liv's place one day because I need to do the uh, Youngstown one too. I've done that one before. It's hillier than shit. So, come on up. We'll go. We'll go stand down there. Right? Oh yeah. We'll take the little guy down the stroller. We'll be good. There you go. Oh, yeah. Little little uh, Austin, yeah. love to see it. The next the next Cleveland Marathon is May twentieth, twenty first, twenty twenty three. How about yeah, that? It was today. Yeah, it already happened, dumbass. <laughs> How did you not know? <laughs> Three after next you work for the news station there. Because <laughs> running isn't important up there. <laughs> running isn't important. Running isn't a sport up there. Apparently, I'm gonna go smoke. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they had a professional football team, I don't know, but you know. Hey, hey, easy See, now. God damn. Bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang. Mother. Love you guys. You know, John, shut up the Pirates. All right. Uh, what? Hey, let's be real. That was just happened to be the first shirt that John found before he got on this thing. <laughs> yeah, this is. Because he yeah, definitely didn't want to have one on before this. I was going to say, this is, this is uncharted territory. My wardrobe consists of a sweater vest. A built-in sweater vest. <laughs> you and me both, homie. Oh, my Shit. Lord. Oh, I'm not even doing it. Oh, I can't so do it. Done. I can't do I'm it. I'm so done. It looks like it's smiling at me. Well, this went off the rails. Oh, well. So far for <laughs> the script. That, <laughs> there it went. <laughs> Out the window it goes. There it is. Hold on. Let me crumble that shit up and just. Oh. I, got, I got nipples, Gray. Can you milk me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been the Boys from the Wheel podcast brought to you by R&R. This has been a good time. Guys, we will catch you later. Sean, put your hand down. I'm not answering your raise of the hand here. <laughs> guys, we will catch you next time. Peace.